2021 was supposed to be the year America turned the page. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear. From one president to another. Historic science-driven efforts have delivered a vaccine with the potential to help bring an end to the most devastating pandemic in a century. From isolation to gathering. The economy is expanding at its fastest pace in many years. From economic anxiety to robust recovery. But as the year comes to a close, it might have felt like we read the same page again. A mob tried to overturn the election. No, I will not get that vaccine. It should should be a basic requirement. Once you take away your freedom, you'll never get that one back. The pandemic persisted. I'm looking for a head chef, two or three line cooks, probably three more servers, bussers, dishwashers, bartenders, everything. I placed an ad on Craigslist and I haven't received one email. Not a single resume. And companies that wanted to hire found workers reluctant. Not that the year lacked change. We have concluded our historic evacuation operation and ended the last mission of the U.S. war in Afghanistan. The nation ended its longest war. I take full responsibility for my actions. Andrew Cuomo resigned in disgrace. Kim Kardashian quit Kanye West. He gave me my first gray hair this week. No. And I'm, I am blaming that on him. This is Playback 2021. I'm Aaron Katursky. And I'm Sherry Preston. Six days into the new year, most of us hadn't yet broken our New Year's resolutions when the glass started breaking on Capitol Hill. A mob of pro-Trump rioters mobilized by then-President Trump's false claims of a stolen election stormed the Capitol to interrupt certification of the Electoral College and keep Trump in power through violence. We are at war. The mob toppled police barriers, desecrated the grounds and interior, and attacked outnumbered officers. I was absolutely scared. I'm on this platform. You just see a sea of people, Trump flags, Confederate flags. It wasn't just a mob or a bunch of thugs, you know. They were terrorists. As rioters rampaged through the building, a group turned toward the lobby of the House chamber where dozens were holed up inside. Ashley Babbitt, an Air Force veteran, was shot and killed by a U.S. Capitol Police officer who was trying to protect members of Congress. He's an excellent patriot, an avid Donald Trump fan. She served time in the military. Uh, She's passionate about everything, particularly Donald Trump. Then Vice President Mike Pence was squirreled to safety. Outside, rioters took his name in vain. Rioters parked themselves in House Speaker Pelosi's office, left threatening notes in the Senate chamber, and gradually became more violent. They broke the glass. Everybody stay down. Get down. They carried baseball bats and body armor. They brought radios and plastic handcuffs. Three hours passed, and the National Guard was called before the sergeant-at-arms declared the building secure. They tried to disrupt our democracy. They failed. This failed insurrection only underscores how crucial the task before us is. Early the next morning, Congress certified the election results. The votes for President of the United States are as follows. Joseph R. Biden, Jr. of the state of Delaware has received 306 votes. Donald J. Trump of the state of Florida 
has received 232 votes. More than 700 people have been charged for their roles in the riot. This is a large puzzle with so many pieces. Really the height of hypocrisy that was beating an MPD officer with a flagpole. And at the other end of that flagpole was attached the American flag. There were those that appeared to act on their own. Mr. Sanford is a retired firefighter, and he was charged with a federal felony with attacking MPD officers. He actually threw a fire extinguisher at them and hit one in the head. And others, part of well-organized militias or far-right groups like the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys. We don't care what your profession is who you are, who you're affiliated with. If you were conducting or engaged in criminal activity, we will charge you. There have been more than 100 convictions. Prosecutions will continue well into 2022. So stupid. I thought it was going to be awesome. <laughs> I thought I was a good guy. So will a congressional investigation into what happened. It is essential for history, for the American people, for truth that we get to the bottom of this. I mean, to cause that kind of questioning uh, about our process, I won't be part of that. A few Republicans like Liz Cheney are participating. Many others in the GOP are still playing down the brazen attack. We did not have an armed invasion of the Capitol. There was an undisciplined mob. There were some rioters and some who committed acts of vandalism. But let me be clear, there was no insurrection, and to call it an insurrection, in my opinion, is a bold-faced lie. This is more about politics than anything else. Then President Trump became the first president to be impeached and stand trial twice. The loss of human life is, of course, the most consequential. But that was not the only damage wrought that day. The Trump mob also damaged this building. They defiled some of the most sacred places. In their statements after the attack, insurrectionists routinely echoed what they had said before and during the attack. They were there because the president told them to be. The House impeached him one week after the mob stormed the Capitol, charging him with incitement of insurrection. We were told to put our gas masks on, and then there was a sound I will never forget, the sound of pounding on the door like a battering ram. This trial is about far more than President Trump. It is about silencing and banning the speech the majority does not agree with. Trump's Senate trial quickly ended in his acquittal. We resisted the clamor to defy our own constitutional guardrails in hot pursuit of a particular outcome. The failure to convict Donald Trump will live as a vote of infamy in the history of the United States. Twitter took Trump off its platform, denying him a preferred means of communication. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes. Trump was never going to sink into the background like other former presidents, and he continues to push his false claim to have been robbed of electoral victory. You should want to have an accurate election, and you're a Republican. We believe that we do have an accurate election. No, I know you don't. No, no, you The lie inspired Georgia to pass an election law that critics said will make it harder to vote. With Senate Bill 202, Georgia will take another step toward ensuring our elections are secure, accessible, and fair. It reminds us of the 50s and the 60s in, in Alabama, Mississippi, and Georgia, and South Carolina. But I think the governor needs to understand uh, that we are not going to sit back 
on George Wallace-type tactics. In the same spot swarming with rioters on January 6th... Please raise your right hand and repeat after me. The country inaugurated a new president. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear... That I will faithfully execute... That I will faithfully execute the office of president of the United States. Office of president of the United States. Joe Biden swore his oath under heavy security and without a crowd due to the pandemic. Today, we mark the swearing in of the first woman in American history elected to national office, Vice President Kamala Harris. Trying to control COVID-19 became Biden's top priority. We're entering what may be the toughest and deadliest period of the virus. We must set aside politics and finally face this pandemic as one nation. Biden's big legislative push was a $1.2 trillion COVID relief bill. I promised the American people, and I guess it's becoming an overused phrase, that help was on the way. Congress passed it two months into his term without Republican support. This legislation is one of the most transformative and historic bills any of us will ever have the opportunity to support. Early in the year came a breakthrough. I couldn't be prouder of my fellow Pfizer colleagues and our partners at BioNTech. Federal regulators authorized a COVID-19 vaccine. Pfizer's was first. If we do our part, if we do this together, by July the 4th, there's a good chance you, your families and friends, will be able to get together in your backyard or in your neighborhood. President Biden wanted July 4th to be the day America declared independence from the pandemic. COVID-19 has not been vanquished. We all know powerful variants have emerged. It was not to be. COVID-19 vaccines were ready in 2021. We have the hard work of making sure those vaccines now get into arms. Vaccines were supposed to be our way out of the pandemic, and they were introduced with fanfare. This is a pivotal moment for our country in the fight against the pandemic. Pfizer came first, followed by Moderna. Two shots, several weeks apart. There's a short shelf life of only a few hours once they come out of the freezer. The biggest issue we continue to face in our ability to vaccinate is a scarcity of supply and variability in the amount of vaccine we receive from week to week. There were challenges with storage and logistics, but we eagerly tracked the first shipments across the country. This morning, the Houston Health Department and the Houston Fire Department each received 3,000 doses. The Moderna vaccine has arrived. Uh, And that is indeed good news. 672,600 to be exact. J&J vaccines were being shipped to Minnesota. They arrived on Wednesday and everything was put in place, stood up, and they're going into arms today. Johnson & Johnson offered a single-shot alternative. That does not require sub-zero freezing. So we feel that those parameters will facilitate the rapid and extensive rollout of this vaccine. Ballparks and convention centers became mass vaccination sites, and Americans clamored for appointments. With the high demand that we're seeing, uh, which is great to see, uh, there are going to be lines. Soon, we will be able to vaccinate over 7,000 people each day just at this location. This building is going to be 24-7. There's going to be people coming here every hour, every day to get vaccinated. In April, all adults became eligible for vaccination, and President Biden addressed a joint session of Congress, hailing the country's progress. It's like every shot is giving a dose of hope. 
Three months later, the country missed Biden's July 4th deadline for getting 70 percent of adults vaccinated as reluctance took hold. This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. A pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is overwhelmingly now a pandemic of unvaccinated. With too few vaccinated, Delta became the dominant variant in the U.S. Our hospitals are at capacity. Our um, ICUs are full. We are really in a crisis situation. I don't know how much longer we're going to be able to, uh, to do this. We are at a point of breaking. The hospitals in the Denver metro region are full. Figuring out who's going to get an open ICU bed has essentially been a game of human Tetris. Hospitals filled again. So did morgues. More people died of COVID-19 in the U.S. in 2021 than in 2020. Why would you go get something injected into your body that you have no idea what all of the ingredients really are? I don't feel comfortable with my son having to go into school and having to wear a mask. Science was questioned. I speak for the patriots of this town. School boards were threatened. We had one of the worst displays of unruly behavior we've ever witnessed. Airplane passengers behaved badly. The passenger had too much to drink, ended up getting hysterical in the bathroom. I've had a passenger actually threw a bag in my face and busted my lip. Mandates, masking, and other measures to control the virus fell victim to posturing. This mask mandate is illegal, abusive, and tyrannical behavior. We will not comply, and my child will be at school without a mask. The other side is saying, you know, well, you're taking away my child's right to breathe. Well, I'd much rather my child breathe through a mask than through a ventilator. The pandemic was not our only divide. People are coming to the U.S.-Mexico border because they are in need of protection. This is as bad as I've ever seen it. There is no southern border. It's pure chaos. The country faced a surge of migrants at the border, reviving a debate over immigration. Closing our doors to families and children fleeing violence is not only cruel and inhumane, it's not good policy. We need to make sure that we have the cement side, the infrastructure, roads, bridges, and highways. But we need to make sure that families can go to work and take care of their families, too. Congress negotiated for months over social spending and infrastructure. The perfect uh, is going to be the enemy of the good if we don't sit down and be rational about what we're doing. We know that this has been a long and, and sometimes difficult process. We're, we're not just proud. taking on or dealing with Senator's Mansion or Senator Cinema. We're taking on the entire ruling class of this country. The country's economy rapidly recovered from its pandemic low, but inflation jumped and employers struggled to find workers. We were open seven days a week pre-pandemic, and now we're only open five because I don't have enough staff. There was agreement to spend more than a trillion dollars on rebuilding the nation's crumbling bridges, roads, and ports. Infrastructure investment shouldn't be a one-time bipartisan accomplishment. This should be the beginning of a renewed effort to work together on big issues facing our country. In February came a glaring example of infrastructure failure. A deep freeze hit Texas, disrupting power and water supply for millions. Before the storm hit, ERCOT repeatedly assured the state and the public that ERCOT was prepared. Those assurances turned out to be false. 210 people died. In Northern California, the Dixie Fire burned nearly a million acres. Please prepare to evacuate. 
The Caldor fire burned in the foothills of the Sierra Nevada mountains. Saw the flames right behind me coming up. Just loaded up my dogs and my family and got, got out of there. The town of Grizzly Flats was gone. In August, the deadly and destructive Hurricane Ida hit Louisiana as a Category 4 storm. We know they're standing water. We're hearing reports of very high water, people trapped in their attics. The worst devastation that we have ever experienced here in St. Charles Parish. Ida was the second most damaging and intense hurricane to make landfall in Louisiana after Katrina. Climate change poses an existential mm -hmm. threat to our lives, to our economy, and the threat is here. It's not going to get any better. President Biden said the nation was blinking code red on climate change. Within the growing catastrophe, I believe there's an incredible opportunity. He went to a global climate summit in Scotland. This must be a whole of society effort. At home, Congress was still debating whether climate action is worth the cost. There isn't a middle ground between a livable and unlivable world. People want government to get out of their lives, want government to spend less money. We only have one planet, and that it's up to us to save it. Oh, my God! Early one June morning on the beach near Miami. You're in your apartment right now? Yes, but half the building's gone! Champlain Towers South, a 12-story beachfront condominium in Surfside, partially collapsed. We can't find the edge. We're in the stairs, but we, we don't know which stairs we can get out. 98 people died. Warnings about structural defects in the building's parking garage went unaddressed. We're trying to help them pick up the pieces and trying to find a pathway to making them whole. A trial is expected next year for lawsuits seeking millions of dollars in damages. Coming up, a movie set becomes a crime scene. And what is the wrong way to pick a game show host? When this ABC News special, Playback 2021, continues. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. People who disappear without a trace. Where is she? The most notorious murder cases in New York. Pure evil. And the most devious killers. There's a Hannibal Lecter feel to him. For chilling true crime stories, follow the True Crime NYC podcast wherever you listen. As in previous campaigns, it's the economy, stupid. We'll be looking at that this morning. First, though, it's the news, stupid. It is the economy, stupid. It's not the economy, stupid. It's national security, stupid. It's the hair, stupid. In 1992, one of the best-known pieces of presidential campaign wisdom was born. It's the economy, stupid. But was it actually the economy that won Bill Clinton that election? In a new series from the 538 Politics podcast, we're taking a look back at conventional wisdom from past elections with a critical lens. Where did that wisdom come from, and does it hold up today? Find the Campaign Throwback series in the 538 Politics feed wherever you get your podcasts. We're looking back at the top stories of the year. This is Playback 2021 from ABC News. I'm Aaron Katursky. And I'm Sherry Preston. 
Every year when we pause to look back at those we've lost, we're surprised by some of the names. There's a new home run champion of all time, and it's Henry Aaron. It doesn't seem possible that Hank Aaron is gone. He was such a towering figure when he broke Babe Ruth's home run record in 1974. I played with some ball players that knew how to play the game. And they taught me an awful lot. The baseball world also lost manager Tommy Lasorda, who, according to Cooperstown, was the face of the Los Angeles Dodgers for more than eight decades. There are going to be days that I'm not going to be able to be here. Radio was the medium of Rush Limbaugh, the man who epitomized conservative talk left behind millions of loyal listeners. He died of lung cancer in February after spending more than 50 years in front of a microphone. Rush has cherished you, his loyal audience, and always look forward to every single show. Tonight, Madonna, next on... Larry King got his start in radio, but he moved over to television, where he's said to have conducted more than 50,000 interviews throughout his career. I'm sure I left a mark, but I I don't think about it. I'm, I'm an agnostic. I'm not sure what's coming. The TV world lost several memorable characters. The Love Boat. There was Captain Steubing on The Love Boat, Gavin McLeod. I just want my kids to love me, and, I, and I, I want to be loved by God. Screech on Saved by the Bell, Dustin Diamond. I don't know what to say. Well, good. We don't have time to hear it. <laughs> Phyllis on The Mary Tyler Moore Show, Cloris Leachman. Looking around this table, I have to ask one question. How did you all get so old? Hi, I'm Norm MacDonald, and this is the news. Also, Norm MacDonald, Jessica Walter. Here's some money. Go see a Star Wars. Jackie Mason and Charles Grodin. I had this burning desire to do just one more. One more great role. I said I didn't want to be greedy. I just wanted one more. On the big screen, Cicely Tyson broke barriers by playing strong black characters, including a 110-year-old former slave in the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. You won't know how come I live so long. Well, I'd like to hear whatever you have to say. About what? Uh, I understand you were a slave. Lots of peoples were slaves. Well, yes, but you're still alive. Just about. Hal Holbrook was famous for a lot of roles, but probably best known for portraying Mark Twain on the stage and the screen. Somebody asked me, oh, why do you keep working? And I said, well, what, what am I going to do, play golf? Working is more, acting is more fun than golf. Little voice, little voice. And Christopher Plummer, he was in more than 100 movies, but his most well-known film was one he actually hated, The Sound of Music. The sound of music got a little quieter in 2021 with the passing of Rolling Stones drummer Charlie Watts. One of the faults in my playing is I never learned to play. I learned by watching. I should have gone to school and learned how to do it. Influential record producer turned convicted murderer Phil Spector. I myself have a tremendous yearning. The yearning to be respected, the yearning to be accepted. Tonight, tonight, there's only you tonight. And just a few weeks ago, the man who transformed Broadway musical theater, Stephen Sondheim. Stephen Sondheim could say in four or five words what any other author could say in volumes of books. Imagine spending your entire life walking two steps behind your wife. Not just a much-loved and highly respected public figure, but a devoted husband and a proud and loving father. Prince Philip did that. 
When he died at age 99, he and Queen Elizabeth had been married for more than 70 years. Queen Elizabeth has had such an incredible monarchy so far. Part of that was the support of Philip. Philip's grandson, Prince Harry, and his wife, Meghan, decided to step back from the royal family, but not before giving a stunning interview to Oprah Winfrey. Concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. What? And... Who, who is having that conversation? Their baby girl, Lilibet, named after the queen, was born in June. And now for the uns, undone, the six-year marriage of Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. He's the richest black man in America, a talented, legit genius who gave me four incredible kids. Kim taking it in stride, hosting Saturday Night Live a few months later. When I divorced him, you have to know it came down to just one thing, his personality. Unfinished, the investigation into the shooting death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of Rust. Lena and I had something profound in common, and that is we both assumed the gun was empty. And unknown. Who will be the permanent host of the game show that's been on television for nearly 60 years? Alex Trebek began hosting Jeopardy in 1984, and when he died, his executive producer Mike Richards got the job until offensive comments he'd made in the past surfaced, and he lost the gig. In 2021, America ended its longest war. We have concluded our historic evacuation operation and ended the last mission of the U.S. war in Afghanistan. It was inevitable, and people wanted it over. I was not going to extend this forever war. And I was not extending a forever exit. The way it unfolded was hard to watch. There undoubtedly will be people in in, the, in this country who would like to get out who will be unable to. Why have the American soldiers for, forgetting about us? I don't want to be killed by the Taliban. 13 U.S. troops died in a suicide attack at the airport. At home, gun violence claimed lives in schools, workplaces, and supermarkets. There were more than 650 mass shootings this year, including one in Colorado, where a gunman killed 10 people, a police officer among them, at the King Supers in Boulder. At first, I heard like a loud bang, so I kind of thought like a shelf fell over. I probably heard 30 shots. It was just, it was just pop, 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 pop. The supermarket will reopen for the first time early next year. Eight people were killed, mainly Asian women, during a shooting spree at massage businesses near Atlanta. Violence in the Asian community is not like something that just happened today. Even if I am Asian, I am also American. When the killings happened in March, Asian Americans were already experiencing an uptick in hostility related to the coronavirus pandemic. A 19-year-old former employee shot and killed nine people at a FedEx ground facility in Indianapolis. Officers went towards danger, as they typically do. And when they arrived on the scene, they found something that really no one should see. The gunman, Brandon Hole, killed himself. The shooter considered other targets but chose the FedEx location because he was familiar with it. I was texting my parents to see, to tell them that I love them. A Michigan high school student, Ethan Crumbly, shot and killed four classmates at Oxford High School near Detroit. This high school is a wreck right now. Maybe the best way to describe it is uh, it's like a war zone. 
Some gun violence was punished in 2021. Some was celebrated. We, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. We celebrate, you know, that our rights are preserved. Kyle Rittenhouse, who shot and killed two people during protests in Kenosha, Wisconsin, was acquitted of all charges in a trial that raised anew questions about gun rights, violence at racial justice protests, and vigilantism. There's a black male running down the street. Satilla, where, where, where at Satilla Shores? I don't know what street we're on. Stop right there! In Georgia, the three white men who chased and killed Ahmaud Arbery were convicted of murder. You know him as Ahmaud. I know him as Quez. Yes. He will now rest in peace. An attorney for Arbery's mother said the moral arc does bend toward justice, but does not bend on its own. This verdict, based on this jury deliberating and reviewing all the evidence, it gives us hope for America. Former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin was convicted of murdering George Floyd. I would not call today's verdict justice, however, because justice implies true restoration. But it is accountability. Chauvin spoke at his sentencing. I want to give my condolences to the Floyd family. Chauvin was sentenced to more than 22 years in prison. Oh, my God! The annual Christmas parade was underway in Waukesha, Wisconsin, near Milwaukee, when a driver fleeing a domestic dispute accelerated through the route. It came barreling past us, and then maybe like 20 yards ahead of us to my left, the SUV hit what looked like a float. Six people were killed. The driver, Daryl Brooks, was charged with intentional homicide, the latest charges in a lengthy criminal record. The crowd surge at Travis Scott's Astroworld concert caused the death of 10 people, none older than 27. I was getting people pushing on me from in front of me, from the back of me, from the sides. I could not breathe. I looked behind me and there was no opening to get out. It was like there was just people on top of people. Event safety organizers in the U.S. and more than a dozen other countries are working to develop and promote unified safety standards for crowd management. My fans really mean the world to me and... I always just really want to leave them with a positive experience. Twenty twenty one was the year that Britney Spears got her freedom back. Being able to be independent and feel like a woman and um, owning an ATM card, seeing cash for the first time, being able to buy candles. It followed a New York Times FX on Hulu documentary about a conservatorship she had been living under until a court freed her from it. What's next for Britney? And this is the first time that this could be said for about a decade is up to one person, Brittany. Hopefully my story will make an impact and um, make some changes um, in the corrupt system. The pop star has control over her health, estate and finances for the first time in more than 13 years. I want to say this about the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. They demonstrated that they were impervious to the court of public opinion. Bill Cosby also went free in 2021. I'm angry that the system can be this easily beaten if one has money and power. His lifestyle that he had previously of being this America's dad, that is gone forever. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court overturned Cosby's sex assault conviction after he spent almost three years in prison. Nobody had the sense to say, wait one second, this doesn't match up with the truth. Prosecutors have asked the U.S. Supreme Court to reinstate Cosby's conviction. 
Governor Cuomo's administration fostered a toxic workplace. Former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo will have to appear in court early next year after he was charged with misdemeanor forcible touching. I take full responsibility for my actions. The criminal charge followed Cuomo's resignation after an investigation found he sexually harassed 11 women. The best way I can help now is if I step aside and let government get back to governing. Former President Trump's namesake family business and its long-serving chief financial officer were indicted on tax charges. Kind of classic white-collar crime. You know, you, you make one representation for one purpose and a different representation for a different purpose. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office is still investigating. All the rules are out the window. For a hot second, GameStop became the country's hottest stock. They're deciding to, to take this new strategy that's never been tried before, the so-called meme stock approach. A group of day traders coordinated on Reddit with a language all their own to inflate the price of GameStop shares. The investors used the Robinhood investing app blasted by critics over the gamification of stock trading. It's been a fun fun ride to at least to feel like you're a part of the the Wall Street system. For a few days in 2021, there was very little gasoline in the southeastern United States. Actually trying to fill my car for two days. I can't get nothing but $20 at each gas station. A ransomware attack forced the shutdown of the Colonial Pipeline. Colonial paid a ransom, some of which the FBI managed to recover. Ransomware attacks are always unacceptable. But when they target critical infrastructure, we will spare no effort in our response. There were other ransomware attacks that disrupted industries, many of them around holiday weekends. Five, four. 2021 also saw a new space race. Three of the world's richest men, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and Richard Branson, competed to put civilians into space. Welcome to the dawn of a new space age. William Shatner went where no 90-year-old had ever gone before. I would love to be able to describe it in three minutes. You can't just know that out there <clears throat> lies coldness. Yes, the mystery of space, but right here lies sustenance of life. Nurturing. And now we boldly go into a new year with wishes for good health, peace, and the promise of a new chapter. Happy New Year. I'm Aaron Katursky. And I'm Sherry Preston. You've been listening to Playback 2021 from ABC News. As in previous campaigns, it's the economy, stupid. We'll be looking at that this morning. First, though, it's the news, stupid. It is the economy, stupid. It's not the economy, stupid. It's national security, stupid. It's the hair, stupid. In 1992, one of the best-known pieces of presidential campaign wisdom was born. It's the economy, stupid. But was it actually the economy that won Bill Clinton that election? In a new series from the 538 Politics podcast, we're taking a look back at conventional wisdom from past elections with a critical lens. Where did that wisdom come from, and does it hold up today? Find the Campaign Throwback series in the 538 Politics feed wherever you get your podcasts.